0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 31, 10 Ways to Simplify Your Budget, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hey, welcome to Optimal Living Daily. I am Justin Mollick, and I approve this message. Today's message, is a post from Leo Babaut of zenhabits.net. And yes, I'm sticking with the financial theme. Look, it's a new year, so let's try to make for new spending habits. And today's sponsor is me, yay. And my advertisement is this. If you're new to the show, please hit the button to subscribe. If you're not new to the show, please visit me online at oldpodcast.com to help keep the show going. And if you've done all that, I love you. Don't worry, you don't have to say it back. And with that, let's start optimizing your life. 10 Ways to Simplify Your Budget by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. I'm always looking for ways to simplify my finances. I'm weird like that, I know. And recently, I've been scrutinizing my already simple budget to make it even simpler. I thought it'd be helpful to share some of the ways to make your budget as simple as possible. The goal is to reduce headaches, eliminate the need for complicated tracking schemes, and reduce the time you spend on your budget and finances to about 15 to 20 minutes per week. I can't claim these ideas are original or that I have discussed them in various places before, but in my experience, they work. They're simple and powerful. Let's first look at setting up a budget. If you haven't done it yet, it's probably because budgets seem intimidating to you or they are too much hassle to set up and maintain. Those are both valid points, which is why you should follow this simplified plan if these things apply to you. Now, there's plenty of fancy software out there for setting up budgets, but I don't think they're necessary. A simple spreadsheet will do. And if you can create a sum formula to add up the total of a column of numbers, you have all the spreadsheet knowledge necessary. Create a simple spreadsheet for your budget if you haven't already, and start by listing your income and your monthly expenses. Estimate, in round numbers, how much you spend on each expense every month. You can adjust later, but it's better to err on the side of too high a number rather than putting a low number and breaking your budget. Now let's look at ways to create a simple budget. Number one, 60% solution. There are many ways to structure your budget, but the simplest I've found is the 60% solution. Basically, this budget asks you to fit your regular monthly expenses within 60% of your gross income so that you have room for savings, long-term and short-term, and retirement and spending money, fund money. These are the things that most often break a budget because most people don't budget for them. Now, your percentages will vary, but the percentages given here are just rough guidelines. 60% monthly expenses, such as housing, food, utilities, insurance, internet, transportation. This is the part most commonly thought of as a budget. 10% retirement. And if you're doing it right, this is being automatically deducted from your paycheck for a 401k investment. 10% long-term savings or debt reduction. It's best to invest this in something such as stocks or an index fund, and this can serve as your emergency fund. But if you are in debt, not including a home mortgage, I would advise that you use this portion of the budget to pay off your debts, and even draw some from the other categories such as retirement to increase this to about 20% for now. Once your debts are paid off, you can switch this to long-term savings. You still need to have an emergency fund, but while you're in debt reduction mode, you can either create a small temporary emergency fund out of the money from this account, or the next. 10% short-term savings. This is for periodic expenses, such as auto maintenance or repairs, medical expenses, not including insurance premiums, appliances, home maintenance, birthday and Christmas gifts. For this savings account, be sure to spend the money when you need it. That's what it's for. When these expenses come up, you'll have the money for them instead of trying to pull them from other budget categories. 10% fund money. You can spend this on eating out, movies, comic books, whatever you want, guilt-free. Number two, fewer categories. A lot of budget software asks you to fill in a million categories and subcategories. These can be useful if you wanna track all that stuff, but I don't. I recommend simplifying. Just use broad categories like food and gas and spending and utilities. Use what works. Number three, pay bills online. As much as possible, pay your bills online. These would be most of the bills in the first category above utilities, rent or mortgage, cell phone, internet, etc. If you can't pay electronically, have your bank send out a check to the vendor. Make these payments automatic so you don't need to worry about them. Number four, automatic savings. Make your savings automatic as well. Every time your paycheck is deducted, have a scheduled transaction transfer a set amount from checking to savings. Use a high-yield online savings account such as Emigrant Direct, HBSD, or ING Direct. Number five, cash. For everything else, use cash. If you're doing automatic bill payments and savings deductions, the only things you'll likely need cash for are gas, groceries, and fun money. Withdraw these amounts in cash twice a month rather than using checks or credit cards. The reason is that it's simpler. With cash, you don't need to worry about overspending or tracking how much is left in that category. You can see how much is left. Leave the credit cards for when you absolutely need them, traveling, for example. Number six, envelopes. If you use cash for three categories, for example, use three envelopes. This is an old-fashioned system, but I use it because it works. I have an envelope for groceries, gas, and fun money. If I'm going grocery shopping, I bring the groceries envelope. I know how much is left in the envelope before I go grocery shopping. I spend the cash for groceries, and they can easily see how much is left now. Simple and no tracking necessary. When the money is gone, you spend your budgeted amount. If necessary, you could transfer cash from one envelope to another, and there's no need to adjust your budget. Number seven, 15 to 20 minutes a week. Now, the budget and spending plan I've outlined above is fairly simple and headache-free, but you shouldn't assume that it doesn't need any maintenance. You should devote 15 to 20 minutes a week to ensuring that your finances are in order. Just this little amount of time each week will greatly simplify your financial life, reduce headaches, and prevent any messes from occurring later. Set a day and time when you take a look at your finances each week. Set aside 30 minutes just to be safe. Now take five to 10 minutes to enter your transactions into your financial software. I use MS Money because it came with my computer, but a spreadsheet or other financial software will do fine. If you're following the plan above, all you'll need to do is go online, look at your bank account, and enter your deposits, bills paid, ATM withdrawals, only do this twice a month, and any other fees. It shouldn't take long. Now spend another five to 10 minutes to review your budget and make sure that all bills have been paid that should be paid. If not, pay them, it's that simple. You're done. Now go back to reading your blogs. Number eight, fewer accounts. Some people have complicated systems set up with lots of different accounts. I say simplify. You don't wanna be checking a million different accounts. You should have one checking account and one or two savings accounts, one for emergency fund and one for periodic expenses. You could have a bunch of investment accounts if you want, but I found it simpler to just have one. I lose diversity, but my fund is already pretty diversified. Number nine, dump credit cards. Multiple credit cards are also a headache. Simplify by just having one, or do what I do, have none. This will draw the usual outraged or preachy reaction from those who really love their credit cards, but I don't care. I don't like credit cards. Call me old-fashioned. They charge high interest and they're potentially dangerous. If you run up a high bill and an expense comes up that you need to pay for, which means you can't pay your credit card bill on time, you now are stuck with a high interest credit card debt. Use a debit card if you need to. Number 10, pay all bills at the same time. It often just takes a simple call to get a vendor or creditor to change the due date on your bills. If you can get all your bills to be due on, let's say the 10th of the month, you do all your bill paying at once. For some people, this will mean they will need to do a bit of scrimping to get ahead enough so that they can afford to make all their month's payments at the beginning of the month, but it's worth it. You can pay all your bills and be done with it. You just listened to the post titled, 10 Ways to Simplify Your Budget by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. One of those last tips was to dump credit cards and he did not mention people having a preachy, outraged reaction. And I wouldn't go that far, but I do think if you put your credit cards on autopay and you have enough money to cover your credit card bills, then I don't think you should dump them. And the reason I say this is because I make a good amount of money back from credit card rewards, but... If you ever miss credit card payments or you're not paying your credit card balances in full, then I totally agree with him. You got to cut those up because the interest rates you're paying back to the credit card companies uh, are insane, frankly. Another thing he mentioned was to create a simple spreadsheet to track your monthly income and expenses. Now, what I highly recommend trying as an experiment for just one week, really, is something I'm calling the money tracking challenge. All you do is keep track of all the money in and all the money out of your life and organize it by category so you can see where it's going. And if you're not good at building spreadsheets, I have good news for you. I love building them and I've been tracking my income and expenses for years, every single penny in and out. So I've made my spreadsheet available to you as a little thank you gift for being a listener. You can grab that along with a free video tutorial that I made that goes over how to use it by visiting oldpodcast.com and joining my short and sweet weekly newsletter. Then the link to access the spreadsheet and video will be sent to you immediately. And once again, that's oldpodcast.com to get your hands on that free gift, plus more gifts coming very soon. All right, that is episode 31. I hope you found it valuable. I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits